dog carcass in the alley this morning. Tire tread on burst stomach. The city is afraid of me. I have seen its true face. Well, I'm gonna talk about eco-terrorism. Got too excited about jorts. I'm leaving now with my Roomba or your blood on my hands. I'm back, back on my bullshit. What is meme if not airhorn persevering? No, this is this is not a family show. And I quote, many American titties. Why'd you have to bring Dane Cook to this, Andrew? No one wanted that. Oh, you guys are not ready for what I've got today. And I've apparently hit the very end of my attention span. Give me like 30 seconds, I'm looking for rhymes. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and how, according to the meme scientists at knowyourmeme.com, the It's Gonna Be May meme is 10 years old this year, making it 1,000 years old in meme years. That's hmm, so much younger than I expected. When I first conceptualized this, I tacked on five extra years. But that puts it in, like, the early 2000s, and it's 2012, I guess, was the first appearings of... That's pretty old for a meme, for what it's worth. But, okay, I'm going to be the meme apologist. This is a good meme. Shelf life on a good meme. It is a good meme. I'm not. I don't think anybody was asking you to apologize for that. Well, one one fourth of this podcast recently attacked that meme on social media, <laughs> and I, I actually agree with Kyle. I'm kind of yes. Over it. Yeah. See, Matt suddenly feels like there's a need to apologize for this meme. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was funny in 2012. Yeah, it was funny for three years, and yeah. now we're ten years. I never thought I'd quit this podcast live on the air, but, but I think this here is we are. pretty sure you we have before. <laughs> we all knew sure you would quit. <laughs> we all knew you would quit live on air, Todd. Um, Fair, guys. Things seem to be trending downward for big franchises this year. Morbius bombed. Fantastic Beasts <laughs> Three is in the process of bombing as I type this, and soon enough we are going to have to suffer through Jurassic World Three, which I don't see bucking that trend. Man, I hope it does. I don't foresee it either, but I hope it does. Uh, the execs at DT exclamation point HQ are looking to, quote, buy the dip, as the kids say, and use this low point to they invest. They want to get smokeless tobacco? Yeah, that's all. That's, I'm going to go down to 7-Eleven and buy the dip for the weekend. That's where I've heard it. In yeah, that does that mean something else to you, Kyle? Uh, yes. On, Have you been in Colorado on, too long? What's happening out there? On the on the on the stonks reddits, it's <laughs> it's referring to <laughs> buying your stonks when when their price is low. Oh, um, got it. Cool. We're we're dunking on a decent meme and referencing the stonks reddit. I'm so angry. <laughs> Kyle has been on the internet for so long, he's actually going back in time. My brain is rotted. <laughs> <laughs> so the execs at DT exclamation point HQ are looking to use this low point to invest in a franchise that is universally beloved and use those characters to test out some comic book arcs that might have promise, but might be a little too much for the unwashed masses to take at face value. So gentlemen, it's time to play the music. It's time to light the lights. 
It's time to meet the yeah. Muppets on the DT exclamation point show tonight. That's right. We're doing a Muppets episode, guys. Fuck yeah. I can't believe it took this long. Now, I mean, now that we're we're talking about what we're doing, I'm really surprised it took this it long. It took us so long to talk about the Muppets. We did three Final Fantasy episodes before we did a Muppets episode. Before we, we did, did a three Muppets. too many Final Fantasy episodes <laughs> before we did a Muppets episode. So here's a wild fact. I, Matt Cole, have played more Final Fantasy games <laughs> Than I have seen Muppets media. That is, is a wild the fact. most backwards, an incredible, the most backwards thing I've heard all day. I've never seen wow. a Muppets before. I mean, I get it. I know the I know the puppets, and I, like I've seen clips, but I've never, I, I ain't never watched a Muppets movie before. <laughs> Matt, we we got to fix that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a that's a gap in your cultural knowledge. Here with me today <laughs> to pitch their comic book slash Muppet mashup fanfics are Todd, seven-foot-tall talking carrot Thomas, Matt, the flying zucchini brothers Cole, and Andrew Skeeter Henderson. Is this because I'm actually Todd about the name of Scooter's twin sister that only appeared in Muppet Babies? No. (laughs) It it was a fun coincidence because I I put that in three weeks ago when I typed these questions. Skeeter is the brother. Skeeter is the sister. I think you're wrong. I am absolutely right. Go to the internet. Hang on. Go I've got a, I've got a list of all the Muppets ready. I already had it up six hours ago, nerd. <laughs> yeah, say, so did I. And I can't find the thing that I wanted to click. Oh, this is so good. Why I've seen we wait so every long to do a episode, episode of Muppet Babies three times. <laughs> Skeeter the Gopher. Andrew's got big, don't cite the old magic to me, which I was there when it was written energy right now. Todd, where are we in this search? It's like you trying to argue what a blue mage is. Skeeter Muppets. Here he is. Oh, Skeeter's the girl. Yeah. I did it. Yep. Here I'll dang. She is. They are? Scooter the gopher. You're right. I hear it in my mind. Kermit introducing <laughs> gopher, him. I would not have guessed that hey, he's a gopher. they were gophers. I think they're just they're just like humanoids. I will fight you on this one. The matter. full name is, right, is the gopher, Kyle. as in the poo. All, all right, right, guys. <laughs> before we get into the Muppets of it all, what comic book arc or story are you adapting today? And what makes you think it will be popular with audiences? I just want to say, I'm sorry, but like the the phrase "no Muppets until question two is just. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And every time that I've seen it in the last three weeks that we've had these notes up, I've it's laughed so every single time. And it's taken a lot of restraint to it's not bring so the Muppets in. Hence the all caps, guys. Right. <laughs> uh, for those who have access to the notes, you will also see this too. All right, um, Kyle, I don't want to mess around with the big build up here. We are in the business of turning profit on failure of some misguided hero project. So, like, let's just get to it. Kyle, I'm going to bring you the original attempt of a franchise that's trying to, like, make quick money. And so I'm proposing that we hit the 1984 comic book touchstone of Marvel's OG Secret Wars. It was... We're going to talk about this probably a lot if you remember. Is this the was this the uh, the debut of the Black Spider-Man suit? Secret it was Wars? it was the debut of the Black Spider-Man Secret Wars. This was Marvel and Mattel making a quick cash grab. It is a simple slam dunk. 
there's this huge cast of people's favorite characters and villains. The nice thing is it operates as a bottle episode that could just exist in any of these characters' storylines without really any explanation. It could just be plopped in whenever. <laughs> so we don't have to write the Muppets back into the MCU is what no. you're saying? No, this could just be plopped anywhere. This fits anywhere through anything and everyone gets to go home in the end. Spoiler alert. Also, if it, just for what we're doing here today, this is like peak silly comic nonsense. And and again, I will take every opportunity to talk about the Secret Wars. And so this just seems like the right time to say, let's just do it. Let's just get weird with it. Let's just take everything that we love and, and ram jam it with, with that Muppets flair. Okay. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah. Perfect. Shameless cash grabs are what what we're after here. I'm closing my briefcase and I'm going to just head towards the door then. I think we're good and the business nope. has been Oh, I'm opening my my you briefcase stick around back for question up. Question 2 with the Muppets. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that part. Matt, what do you got for us today? Look, like I mentioned earlier, it's a little weird for me to admit it on this episode, but I've never actually seen a single Muppets show or movie. When I was a kid, Something about the puppets really freaked me out, so I'm a little unfamiliar with 50% of this prompt. It's wild. It is wild. I will correct you this one time. It is a clear distinction that the Muppets are not puppets. Okay, Muppets. that's fair. Muppets. That, that's, that's lore I didn't know, but I'll stick with that. <laughs> <laughs> I respect their Muppet identity. Anyway. Muppet lore. Because I was unfamiliar with 50% of this prompt, I decided I needed to go with a comic arc I was particularly familiar with. Now, as I began typing my notes, the eyes of my Ghost Rider mouse pad looked deep into my soul, <laughs> and I knew what I needed to do. Matt, did you get penance stared? <laughs> By my mouse pad, I did. So, friends, oh, dang. take a trip back with me to the year 1992 <laughs> and buckle your supernatural seatbelts because we're doing a Rise of the Midnight Suns movie. Do you guys think that Matt's mouse pad is his otherworldly patron? <laughs> yes. 100%. That feels right. So the way I see it, the MCU is certainly headed to a new era of the Midnight Suns. What with the multiverse of madnesses, the werewolves by nights, the moon's mm -hmm. nights and such. And why not take viewers back to where it all began with a non-canon dark comedy Muppets infused take on Marvel's Supernatural Super Team. We'll see Johnny Blaze and Danny Ketch's Ghost Rider follow the orders of Doctor Strange to gather the team of nine to take down Lilith and her Lilin. <laughs> you know what, what's most frustrating about this? Not the fact that we have to talk about <laughs> Midnight Suns today, but the fact that we're almost definitely going to be talking about Midnight Suns in like a week. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're, yep. We're going to be talking Again. about Midnight Suns in about three days. Yep. I bought Midnight stock airs. up on Midnight Suns months ago, and I'm ready to dump uh -huh. it. If we get any Midnight Suns tees in Multiverse of Madness, you will thank me for the SEO on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, Andrew. Well, Kyle, if there's one thing we all know about the Muppets, as a, as a Muppets connoisseur yourself, <laughs> you know that the legacy of the original Muppet show was in reality a thinly veiled warning to the American people against embracing the early 80s Reagan-era ideals of trickle-down economics and blind faith in millionaire oligarchs to deliver us to our then-idealized digital Valhalla. Hi, it's me. I have a question. 
Yes, Matt. Answer <laughs> question over there. That's half a joke, Matt. That's, that's <laughs> it's, half not, a joke. it's not entirely untrue. <laughs> that, ahead, okay, Matt. that was my question. Thank you. Yeah, if Wario is anti-fascist, which we know he to him to be, <sighs> then, <laughs> then the Muppets are staunchly anti-oligarch. The Muppets, especially the early Muppets, Matt, are like surprisingly. Kind of punk rock. Yeah, they're very punk rock. Much like, uh, so, which is a weird sentence to say, much like Sesame Street always also was. Yes, yes. Yeah. Because it's same Jim Henson. Same guy, same guy. Yeah. I wouldn't know I didn't watch Sesame Street either. Well, that's not a surprise knowing that you've never seen Muppets. Cause... Matt hates libraries and yep. public TV. I don't is that what I'm hearing? Libraries. <laughs> which, like, no. I was pretty the Muppets into Reading Rainbow, Todd. Kind of mm. the libraries of children's television. Right? <laughs> <laughs> in that they are also extremely far left. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or have extremely far left roots. Anyway, uh, so I say this all, say, all setting up, what better comic property to celebrate Kermit the Frog's foreshadowing of a postmodern capitalist <laughs> apocalypse than Alan Moore's Watchmen? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Which, of course, is the graphic novel that dares to ask who watches over those who are supposed to be watching over us. As you guys remember with from Muppets. When we talk, the Muppets. With, with Muppets. <laughs> who watch, with Muppets. Who, who, who watches the Watchmen? The Muppets do. <laughs> who Muppets who Muppets the Muppets? <laughs> who Muppets the Muppets? Who puppets the Muppets? <laughs> so mad. Alright. <laughs> well, I, there's our title. <laughs> oh my god. Alright. Guys. So we got our overarching story that we're going to adapt with the Muppets. Give me the plot rundown, guys, and cast this thing. And please do not forget the sacred rule of every Muppets movie, the single non-Muppet actor among the cast of Muppets. Todd, take us away. So this is the one, the, the prompt in all capital letters says, release the Muppets. That's what this this prompt says. <laughs> release the Muppets. <laughs> yeah, so we've talked a little bit about Secret Wars in the past. Um, the setup for the 84 run of Secret Wars is that a couple dozen heroes and villains are just snatched up. They're just gone. Marvel and Mattel execs wanted a, a bigger stash of Coke money. They literally, They literally are just taken from wherever they are. They get scooped up. Yeah, they just done portaled away, and they get taken to a planet run by a cosmic entity known as the Beyonder, because the Beyonder wants to run this battle between good and evil, and the Beyonder says something like, I'll promise power to whoever destroys the other people, and that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's the whole, the whole, like, 10 or 12 episode or uh, uh, issue arc is that. But again, like we said when we did the whole flavor text over this and talking about it now, this was just a cash grab by Mattel. Marvel and Mattel were like, <laughs> so we got to sell toys. And so they had stupid bases and, and weapons and everything. I listened to a pod, the side note, I listened to a podcast on this today. And apparently they got the title Secret War because they did their own internal marketing research and boys were drawn to the words secret and war. And they found people, <laughs> comic book readers, really like secrets secret. and wars. Yeah, and oh that was God. like a hundred percent. Anyway, so let's let's get to the cast. So the names of all the heroes and villains in this story are all heroes and villains that you're aware of. Um, but I'm also going to tell you who's playing them from the Muppet world. So some of the heroes... We have Captain America, who will be played by Kermit the Frog. Okay, perfect. Yeah, we have Captain Marvel, which in this iteration is Monica Rambeau. 
and she will be played by Janice of Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's the one who okay. goes, oh, wow, yeah. That's that's Janice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man will be played by Robin the Frog, which is Kermit's nephew, I think. Yeah. Yeah, in uh, the first one. Was that Muppets Take Manhattan? Or was it the one before that? The Muppet movie. That might be I, the don't Muppet know the, movie. I don't know the no, Muppet movie. The Great Muppet Deep Caper. Lore. That was it. The Great Muppet Caper. The Great Muppet Caper. Um, okay. Yeah, um, we have Iron Man. That'll be Fozzie Bear. Um, that just felt right. Okay. Uh, She-Hulk is played by Miss Piggy. Also felt right. Feels very right. And yes. I hope you have no more women characters. Yeah, that's it. That's all of them. Um, we'll talk about that later. So the Incredible Hulk will be played by Dr. Bunsen. Because that just also again. Okay, as as so I, I, I'm assuming Dr. Bunsen is Bruce Banner then. Um, who is Who will be the Hulk? I think it's just a bigger Dr. Bunsen. A bigger, a bigger Dr. Bunsen. Dr. Dr. Bunsen. Okay, yeah. okay. Is it Dr. Bunsen or Beaker? No, it's Dr. Bunsen. Oh, okay. Um, Beaker, Beaker is TBD. Oh, okay. Stand okay. by. Okay. Uh, and then Professor X will be played by one of the old men, Statler. <laughs> <laughs> to go to the villains, which now that we've mentioned Professor X is Statler, Magneto is Waldorf. So they are the, the old, the old grumpy men. Excellent. Dr. Doom is Dr. Teeth. Because that... <laughs> <laughs> the doctor the doctor thing tough. it really fit really well he's got a gravelly voice yeah uh kurt connors as the lizard will be the swedish chef um i have no no real answer as to why but it just felt right doc ock is gonzo because it felt right to see tentacles being uncontrolled and flailing around his back um you asked about beaker galactus is beaker <laughs> um and then we have to have beyonder the guy who's organizing this whole ordeal uh that's bobo the bear if you're not familiar with bobo the bear his personality is the bear that probably drinks beer at the end of the bar oh my god the first picture when you google bobo the bear is really something he's the bathroom attendant he's yeah, like the yeah. valet he's the bathroom valet he's in every single thing he's in he's just like yeah, I'm here. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm here to play this part today. Like, there's no there's no good reason. Yep. So you asked about the the non Muppet actor. So we've listed a lot of people here today. The non Muppet actor will in fact be Thor, played by Chris Hemsworth. I think that we have shown <laughs> Thor. Uh, well, Chris Hemsworth's Thor has the chops to be on screen with non human played <laughs> actors, and I just really think that that his Thor will just crush it in this this iteration of whatever we're doing today. Can you, Todd, tell me, like, what era of the MCU Thor this is going to be? Like, is this current Thor 4 Thor, or is this, like, Thor 2 dark and brooding Thor? No, it's certainly more current. I think it's current Thor who is... That is a really great picture of Bobo the Bear in the notes. That's the right (laughs) energy. Um, I think that it is... this is This is the Thor that has seen a lot of shit, and he is unfazed. By the fact that like Kermit the Frog is wielding Captain America's shield. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that like he is that's he's the Thor that's that's seen the whole universe. He's 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 not brooding. He's more like, all right, this is fine. All right. Very interesting casting, Todd. Inspired is what Ins- I would call inspired. it. Inspired. Sure. for it. Not everyone sure. is brave enough to cast Beaker as Galactus, but I looked them in the eyes and I said yes. I said yeah. Meep. I hope I hope we all did weird shit with Beaker this week. <laughs> Matt, tell us your your cast list for the Midnight Suns, Rise of the Muppet Suns. 
So The Rise of the Midnight Suns is a story told across five different comics. And to call a spade a spade, it's a little bit convoluted. So please allow me a tight 60 to ELI5 this plot for you. <laughs> Just going to do a quick flavor text. Be right yeah. back. Here we go. <laughs> Thousands of years ago, there was an evil necromancer named Lilith who created a race of demonic children called Lilith. The Atlanteans <laughs> defeated Lilith and entombed her in the corpse of a Leviathan. Rad. Okay. But the Lilith bloodline carried on for generations. Fast forward to modern day when Doctor Strange realizes the Leviathan is washed up on the shores of Greenland and Lilith is going to come back and open up a rift between our world and a nondescript evil dimension. If Strange faces Lilith alone, his magic will grow the rift wider because comics, so he has to gather mm -hmm. nine chosen warriors to defeat her. All right? Got it? One question. Is this actual Greenland or, like, the Hulk world? No, this is actual Greenland. <laughs> this is okay. not Secret Wars Greenland. <laughs> okay. Just no, not Secret sure. Wars 2012 Greenland. Got to cool. specify that now, too. It's true. The country commonly known as the Icy One. It is Greenland. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So let me give you the roster here. The first two of those nine are Ghost Rider and Johnny Blaze. They recently discovered that their old enemy, Blackout, actually been a Lillian the whole time. Who knew? The next one is Morbius. The next group are three <laughs> people called the Darkhold Redeemers. The Darkhold Redeemers do not matter. The group is completed by Blade and his vampire hunting buddies, Frank Drake and Hannibal King, who Lilith convinced to hunt Ghost Rider and Blaze by turning into a mysterious sexy lady. There's a little pre-fight until they all realize they're fighting the same evil. Then they go fight the big bad. Boom. Save the world. Cool. Let's cast it. So, <laughs> Doctor Strange is the real champion of this story. He's the one pulling all the strings. So, of course, he'll be portrayed by Sorcerer Supreme Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> and then, because the Sorcerer Supreme is Kermit the Frog, the story needs a big bad, and who better to portray a mysteriously sexy necromancing demon than Miss Piggy? Mm. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yes. <Great>. To answer <laughs> sure your is. questions... Fans of 1992's Rise of the Midnight Sun, Lillian will be birthed out of Miss Piggy's stomachs, just like mm. they are in the comics. Some of the cowards said they wouldn't do it. Yeah. And who will those Lillian be, you may ask? Well, none other than Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem, specifically with Dr. Teeth as Blackout, an animal as the very real comic book character introduced in this series named Meat Market. His name yes. is Meat Market. <laughs> Great. He's made of meat. Okay, remember the Darkhold Redeemers and how I said they didn't matter? Well, they'd matter a lot more if they were portrayed by Fozzie Bear, Gonzo, and Beaker. <laughs> <laughs> and then we needed our Blade-led Night Stalkers, and I would love nothing more than to see Sam Eagle best Wesley Snipe as the true vampiric <laughs> hunter. And then Statler and Waldorf will be a great Frank Drake and Hannibal King duo. The Sam the Eagle casting has been a personal favorite so far. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, last but not least. Is he going to say it? Is he going to say it? We need our spirits of vengeance. And I thought a lot about which Muppet we can light on fire and follow as Ghost Rider. I've decided it's going to be Rizzo. Rizzo the Okay. <laughs> I think he has the personality yeah. for it. <laughs> and then to complete the spirits of vengeance, we need a Johnny Blaze. So the whole thing with the Midnight Suns era 
is that Johnny Blaze is not Ghost Rider anymore, but he's just in too deep. So one of my favorite things is that even though he doesn't have any powers, he's got a bike, a gun, and a hell of an attitude. And I don't think there's <laughs> anything better than plopping a real-life human actor in as our powerless protagonist. It's going to be Patrick Warburton. Patrick Warburton <laughs> is Johnny Blaze. The size difference will not be addressed. Matt, I was convinced. I had convinced myself that you were going to say it was going to be Morbius played by Jared Leto. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Oh, so that's the thing. No, we're not we allowed don't want to that. say that. We, we don't. That's another studio. We're not okay. allowed to say okay. those words. So yeah. I want to say real quick, Matt, it's not that I think that Patrick Warburton's a great like Johnny Blaze casting. I think that Patrick Warburton is a great casting parallel an entire to a bunch of Muppets. Of Muppets. I think, yeah. yeah. For some reason, that just feels right. Yeah. Yeah. That was the box I set out to check first. It shows. <laughs> then worked backwards. <laughs> Who fits amongst the Muppets? On Matt's wall, it's just a picture of Patrick Warburton and a bunch of red string. <laughs> How? <laughs> uh, great. Yeah. Matt, very especially for someone who has once again never seen any muppets media great casting andrew bring us home tell us about the the watchman i would love to i'm going to set up the watchman real quick cuz the watchman is a huge graphic novel and i actually wrote out the entire plot to the watchman featuring muppets i'm not going to go through the whole thing today <laughs> <laughs> but i did it Okay, so let me set up the the scene. So Watchmen, the whole thing with Watchmen is it takes place in an alternate reality version of 1985. Basically, like, mass vigilantes are real. We want... <laughs> JFK was never assassinated. Um, we, <laughs> we, we won the Vietnam War because of a super-powered, basically, demigod named Dr. Manhattan, who is the only, like, actual superhero in this world, but he teams up with other, just, like, mass vigilantes. Because we won the, the Vietnam War, that has like propelled America into being this like more than dominant superpower. But also, the Cold War is like much more uh, in this world. And basically, like 1985, it is like America versus Soviet Union because they an because America annexed Vietnam as the 51st state. The Soviet Union is like on the brink of nuclear apocalypse. So in this world, like the whole story, the whole graphic novels being told in the hours of a doomsday clock because like a nuclear war is not just going to happen it's imminent yeah the whole book count mm -hmm. is counting down to yeah, nuclear those are the war. those are the chapters basically yeah so there's a lot of minor characters but the real main characters are the members of this super group that they call themselves the crime busters even though that name is never in the movie <laughs> so that's uh dan main character is daniel dryberg night or night out the second night owl Laurie uh, Uspestic, who is Silk Spectre 2, is also the second iteration. A man named Adrian Veidt, um, who's like a Tony Stark kind of character. And then um, a character called Rorschach, who is kind of like the one that everybody knows about. The one yeah. where he's got the, the white, the, black and the white. The edgy one. The edgy yeah. one. He's got a fedora <laughs> and the mask that kind of has the inkblot tests. The one everyone misunderstands. The one everyone misrepresents when they. The one everyone misrepresents who's actually a huge fucking racist and basically like related to the KKK in this in this reality. But we're not going to get into that because I don't want Rizzo the Rat to have started the KKK. Because <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Um, and then of course Dr. Manhattan, aka, uh, or also known as um, Dr. John Osterman. So he's the big blue man that wears naked. His his 
penis flaps that back and forth. Wears, in the movie. wears naked. naked. He's wa- he wears. He wears. Yes, he wears naked. naked. He's, Look he's at him out there, just time. wearing naked. He's just <laughs> naked the whole time, and his, and his dingle dangle just flops back and forth <laughs> in the whole movie. Because um, this whole fun. thing is that he's he can see everything, yeah. so he's like, why? He's why transcended clothes? beyond covering up his pee pee. He's transcended reality. He can see past, present, and future. He is, you know, he is like he is like Kang the Conqueror, basically. Yeah. And then Zack Schneider made his VFX team just spend a long time rendering uh, dangle physics. Rendering dangle physics, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Yeah. Who 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 puppets the dangle physics? So we we open on a grisly scene. Edward Blake, otherwise known as the military's hired hand, the comedian, which is, of course, is played by Fozzie Bear, uh, <laughs> lays, <laughs> lays dead on the street in a pool of his own blood. The camera pans up as we see another figure in the shadows watching from above. A figure wearing a trench coat and fedora stands, stares down at the scene. We then see the black and white mask that obscures his face as Rorschach, who is played by Rizzo the Rat, narrates the scene. <laughs> Dog carcass in the alley this morning. Tire tread on burst stomach. <laughs> The city is afraid of me. I have seen its true face. <laughs> the streets are extended gutters, and the gutters are full of blood. And when the, sh- the drains finally scab over, all the vermin will drown. This is the first line of Watchmen. It is, it is yeah. in fact. I just, uh, before we move too far away from it, mm-hmm. I'm imagining, I'm also imagining Fozzie Bear as the comedian saying waka waka as he falls from that high rise. <laughs> oh, don't worry, Kyle. I've incorporated that in the next scene. Oh, good. So the first, like the first, like third of the, of the book is uh, Rorschach visiting the other main characters. That's when we get the introductions to the main team. He's trying to warn each of them about this supposed superhero murderer. So he first visits Daniel Dryberg, AKA Night Owl 2, which is played by Kermit the Frog, the closest thing this, this book has to a protagonist. Dan Dryberg is a middle-aged man living a quiet life in his urban apartment in a Queens, Brooklyn type area. Dan quickly dismisses Rorschach's warning. Um, is just another of one of his conspiracies. And uh, so Rorschach leaves, but Dan then reflects on his own memories of the comedian in a flashback from 10 years prior. So we see Night Owl dressed up, comedian, are basically driving this big like tank. Um, they were sent by police to protest, to basically to police a protest on mass vigilanteism. And the protest, as it did, broke into a full-on riot which was absolutely escalated by the comedian, who's essentially like a, 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 a like a absolute right wing militant. Like he's like a he's like a he's what he's what January six nerds dorks think the Punisher is. Yes, or want the Punisher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a horrified Dan tries to calm the situation, but it's just too late. Kermit as Night Owl in a scene says, <laughs> "But but the country's dis- disintegrating. What's happened to America? I can't do a Kermit the Frog." <laughs> What's happened to the American dream? And then the comedian, it came true. You're looking at it. Waka waka. (laughs) (laughs) We're all just going to murder Muppets voices today. Uh Rorschach then visits the penthouse suite of one Dr. John Osterman, a.k.a. Dr. Manhattan, um, who is just a straight up human man glowing blue and walking around completely (laughs) naked. We're still going to get the dangle physics. We've got the budget. We've got all of the VFX from Zack Snyder's movie. He's with his living girlfriend, Laurie uh, uh, Hughes. Uh, Ju- 
it's Polish. I think it's uh, Uspesic. 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 Let's settle on that and and move on. Who's played by Miss Piggy, because again, (laughs) one of two females in the Muppet cast. While the three of them are talking, we see a series of flashbacks that explains Dr. Manhattan. So Dr. Manhattan's backstory is he used to be be Dr. John Osterman, who's played by Beaker, (laughs) a a mild-mannered nuclear (laughs) physicist. Um, who, after a botched experiment, was turned into a superpower being. Uh, Turns so into this, the, the, the rock, so but this blue. Scene, <laughs> let me talk to you through this scene. This scene begins with another physicist, which, of course, is, pr- is played by Dr. Benson Honeydew. Um, and he explains, all right, John, please flip the switch on the particle accelerator. This device uses a massive amount of radioactivity, so please be careful not to accidentally trap yourself inside. Dr. Osterman says, meep, meep, meep. <laughs> Andrew, what a good use of Meeker. He walks into the particle accelerator and he trips and falls. And we see Meeker scream. <laughs> That's a clip somewhere. As, as he gets like disintegrated by the machine. <laughs> Smoke clears and we just see the rock. <laughs> <laughs> but wait but the rock is still dr john osterman so he just says meet more meat <laughs> in the rock's gravelly baritone <laughs> meet more beep. so the whole thing with dr manhattan is that he experiences all time like on la- simultaneously. simultaneously yeah. yeah so the way that he talks in the graphic novel is like it is the year 1985. It is so you hear the Rock say, "It is 1971. The United States military meet more has display, deployed me to quell the communist uprising in Vietnam. There are no survivors. It is 1966. Meet more. Laurie, you looks into my eyes with a curiosity that I cannot reciprocate. It's 1982. We move into our first meet more poem together. It's 1985. Meet more. Meet more on the Muma exile and for my atrocities against the human race." It is 1961, and uh, so on and so forth. All right, so they introduce the last character. This, this is a long, this is a long book. I'm sorry. It is Rorschach. Then this is still Act One, so <laughs> a lot more here that we're not going to cover. Um, Rorschach then visits the Antarctic fortress of Adrian Veidt, who is going to be played by the, the one and only Gonzo the Great. Good. <laughs> who like Gonzo is definitely not Kermit's. Uh, like he's not the villain of the Muppets, but he's just. He's, He's the best Kermit's like foil. foil. Yeah, yeah, it feels yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, it feels very right. Yeah, Gonzo, <laughs> aka Adrian Veidt, is like he's like a Tony Stark character, and he's the world's smartest man, but also is known as the retired vigilante Ozymandias. <laughs> because it's Gonzo, a talking chicken <laughs> answers the door. <laughs> So, so Ozzy Mendez's whole thing is he's like into genetic experimentation, and when Rorschach goes to visit him in the book, there's this like this like lynx, this like yeah. five foot long lynx that can talk or some shit. So is it, it is it a genetic? It's just Camilla the chicken. chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Camilla the chicken, and Gonzo's like, I've created, <laughs> I've created the perfect sentient chicken. <laughs> <laughs> There's more, but oh, that's you don't really we, need to hear. We gotta anymore. save save some of the B roll for the after show. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I I I casted everybody. I mean, we'll go through the. I'll go through the cast list. So you got the big ones. We we hit all the main characters. 
there's a lot of side characters. So there's like the super group of mass vigilantes that came before the main characters known mm-hmm. as the Minutemen. Uh, these were like the group in the 40s that kind of inspired the whole thing. And they all like if you've seen the movie, they all the the opening credit role that what uh, played to yeah. Bob Dylan's so Times Are Changing is like yeah. all of the Minutemen dying in different like incredibly horrific grisly ways. Yeah. So um, the Minutemen is led by Captain Metropolis and Hooded Justice, who's like a Batman archetype. That's Statler and Waldorf. And they also like <laughs> they have a relationship and I think it's really sweet to like Statler and Waldorf like just get together in their old age. I really like that. Yeah. 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 I'm into that. So the first Night Owl is kind of like a father figure to the main character. His name is Hollis Mason. And in the graphic novel, um, we get a lot of the backstory through his biography called Under the Mask. That's Rolf. I don't know much about Rolf. Rolf is just the piano player. He's a main character in the Muppets, but he's just kind of there. So Yeah. I learned in preparation for this, Rolf was considered the closest character to um, Jim Henson's actual personality. Oh, and they actually retired Rolf for a while after Jim Henson passed oh, away. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. There's a character called Dollar Bill who was, uh, he, his whole thing was he was employed by the bank to be the bank's superhero. And he basically died trying to stop his first bank robbery because his cape got caught in the door. <laughs> He got and caught he got in a revolving door death. and then he got shot. And then yeah. um and then the Incredibles uh, referenced it years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Referenced it. I had no idea that's where that came from. Yeah, huh. that's that's Sam the Eagle. The Incredibles rips real hard from the pages of the Watchmen. Yeah. That's oh. fun. Yeah. The first Silk Spectre is gonna be played by Janice, which we established is the only <laughs> other woman in right. the entire Muppets yeah. canon. Yep. Uh, which doesn't really fit, but there you go. Yeah. And then uh, I I pulled Scooter in there to play Mothman, who doesn't actually appear. He's just he's just in name only, but he's another one of the Minutemen. We also have uh, there's a character Moloch the Mystic who Rorschach interrogates, and is later um, he's sent to jail for he's framed for the, his murder. Um, that's gonna be the Swedish Chef because we gotta get the Swedish <laughs> Chef in there. And I like the idea of the Swedish Chef being this arch villain that, in the, that operated in the 40s. <laughs> And uh, the whole thing is being investigated by uh, two detectives. Um, we're going to make one of the detectives Pepe the King Prawn because, again, oh, why not? Such a good <laughs> you got to get Pepe in there. You got to get him all in the mix. So there you go. Sorry, real quick. before This is not sure. This is just has to be added. I know that we talked about Muppets tonight. And Matt, you did not consume this media. Andrew and Kyle, did you consume this media? Yes. No, I uh, did not wait. consume Muppets, Muppets, oh, Muppets tonight. tonight. Muppets Tonight. Um, no, not that's the only like Muppet thing I really haven't seen. So I'm gonna put just something in the in the notes. First off, I put a at the end of your uh, answer, Andrew. I put a link to Beaker screaming. Yep, <laughs> he's caught on fire and screaming. <laughs> Beneath that, I want to put probably the funniest sketch they've ever done. It's Beaker, the Swedish chef, and animal singing "Oh Danny Boy." Oh, my heart. <laughs> three three characters that don't actually like talk in any sort of language it's very good i do want you to know that i struggled really hard where to put animal in this and i almost made animal dr manhattan but i couldn't <laughs> i couldn't, couldn't uh, pass up the rock. i couldn't pass up the rock slash beaker yes. combo so all right we will move on to question three and try and wrap this up the thing the muppet movies are known for besides all of the muppets is their musical numbers so what big moment from your comic book arc is going to be the show-stopping musical number what is that song called and then bonus points for a mini performance of that song take us away todd yeah so in the climactic 
conclusion of this here secret war, we are going to find the entire cast engaged in very Muppet-esque fighting on the planet's (laughs) surface. Um, What does that mean? It's probably what you expect. Uh, There are explosions and slide whistles that fill the air. (laughs) And shaking arms at each other. (laughs) Um, so, So as you hear this, we see Captain Marvel Janice blasting laser beams repeatedly at dr doom teeth um and they're they're just being pinged away you know these these lasers going ping 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 and as we hear these pings the blasts start becoming rhythmic and we get this like steady like ping 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 and as that's happening the point of view lowers in on spider-man robin the frog as he sings (laughs) we arrived on battle world here last week no idea what that's about. We were so excited to be here to live in a techno space style house. And so <laughs> as that happens, we discover that we are about to get a full Muppet ensemble cover of Olivia Rodrigo's driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> Only it is it is titled Battle World. And so Kermit America steps in and says, but today we got locked in a battle fighting for some weirdos power. And so the the shot then cuts to Chris Hemsworth fending off blows from four metal arms as he sings, I can't do a Chris Hemsworth accent. Um, And good luck. Yeah, right? (laughs) And I know you weren't perfect, but I've never seen such badness from no one. And the camera pans and we see... We see Gonzo Doc Ock flinging metal arms that end in chicken claws and are accented by metal feathering, because that makes sense. And he says, and I just can't imagine goodness when badness is so fun. I don't know what Gonzo sounds like. And then, he, then we see. He's like a, 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 he's like a more insane, like uh, Morty from Rick and Morty. Like, hey, yeah. So then we cut to She-Hulk Miss Piggy, who's uh, she's throwing oversized green-hoofed punches at the Swedish lizard chef as she sings, I'm Gamma Infused. You know you can't handle this pork. I thought we'd fix this, and now... And then she gets whipped by a lizard tail, and he goes, Bork, 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 de-bork. Uh... And so... So okay. now we get like the full cut across the battlefield as the entire ensemble sings... Heroes, villains, fighting <laughs> on this planet, explosions, lasers, <laughs> new stories that we're starting won't stop this fighting, but maybe we'll soon get new costumes <laughs> to sell toys. And then it cuts over to Thor. It says, Thor's here, his hammer. Wait, I guess it's an axe now. No matter, we're <laughs> fighting just to win space powers. We used to stand for things and protect those we love of. Because I don't know how else to end it there. And then at the end, it goes... Galactus is oh wait I gotta get this out <laughs> Galactus is giant he looms up above and then I remind you Galactus who is played by Beaker dwarfs yes. the entire horizon goes meep 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 <laughs> and then it ends with Spider-Man slash Robin the Frog as he stands between Professor X and Magneto who I remind you are played by the old guys Statler and Waldorf Yep, and he goes why fight for power when we can just fight for our friends? 
and then the battle world is done because the power of friendship is actually kind of what in in the in the series that's what battle world wait okay yeah yeah let's let it let us let's savor the i painted a a tapestry a tapestry moment that todd thomas wrote an entire parody of olivia rodrigo's driver's license based on 1985's battle world to be sung by muppets by muppets Mm -hmm. about 1984's Battle World. Yeah, I told Matt Incredible. before we got on the recording that yeah. I kind of did a weird Al Yankovic here. <laughs> or I told Kyle <laughs> yeah. that. And, yeah. and I kind of did, and wow. I, I see it in my mind. <laughs> Excellent. I see it. it. The most vivid part is honestly the Galactus Beaker looming over the horizon. I mean, that's <laughs> just something. Just it's, it's an image for sure. Todd, that, that was amazing. I did. I don't know what else to say. That was incredible. A plus. I, it really, you know, I, I put more work on that than I did my mid-year review for my real job. So <laughs> as, as you, you should. should. Yeah. <laughs> this will pay. This will pay, pay off. Pay off in dividends, actually. Uh, Matt, you have to follow that. Yeah. I mean, listen, my answer is not that inspired. Let's call it what it is. I don't know the Muppets, so I can't really do any of the voices. But what I do know is that if we're going to put a Midnight Suns movie out there and it's going to be Muppets, we're going to have to change some things because the 1992 Midnight Suns book is a little it's a little adult. A little, little more Hellfire than typical uh, Muppet yeah, fare. Yeah, yeah, we got to cut back on the Hellfire. So the way that uh, the Midnight Suns ends, the way that Lilith is defeated is that she's going to open a giant hell rift using the body of the Leviathan, but they blow up the body of the Leviathan, and she's like, I'll do it myself. And she rips open a hole in her chest, and she becomes this hell rift. And the way that she's defeated is that Ghost Rider kind of like flips her inside out and pushes her inside of her own hell rift, and she just kind of like... Jesus. Oh. Out of existence, right? <laughs> Just Ouroboros is herself out of existence. Huh. Yeah, and so that's going to be a little bit hard to do in a Muppet movie. So basically, we're going to get that like final phase-off between <laughs> Miss Piggy and, you know, it's Patrick Warburton's Johnny Blaze, but he's the one that's going to be facing off with Miss Piggy, let's be clear. So it's Miss Piggy and Patrick Warburton in this final moment, and, you know, we think that the Muppets' illustrious media ip the muppets is gonna show miss piggy being turned inside out and shoved inside of her own chest hole but boom (laughs) smash cut to instead a 90s throwback our cast of muppets doing salt and peppers push it salt and peppers push it as patrick warburton oh baby baby pushes miss piggy across the video oh baby baby oh baby baby oh <laughs> Did any of you watch Patrick Warburton's The Tick? Because that's yeah. what I've got stuck in my head. Yep. So that's what I got. Yeah, it's, it was a it was a salt and pepper joke. I'm glad that Matt and I both went with like Muppetizing fighting. Because <laughs> like, again, I, I think whoever added the running around with arms flailing is a big part of Muppet mm-hmm. fighting. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Matt, that's also very great. I do think the Muppets could pull off, like, opening up a chest cavity and turning someone inside out. It might be a little less mm-hmm. sexual than it is in the comic, but it, the Muppets 
could do that, could pull that off. I feel like there's a there's a puppet joke to be made there. Yes. And I don't know yeah. how it happens. Yeah. And I think a... it's too meta for Muppets. Yeah. Andrew. Yeah, so last question, I, I mentioned that there's a scene where, there's a part where Rorschach is framed for the murder of a character called Moloch the Mystic, who is, like, an, an old criminal, an archvillain they used to they used to go up against. Rorschach is sent to Sing Sing Correctional Facility in upstate New York. Um, while there, he is unmasked and reveal as, revealed as this character, Walter Kovacs. And then he's then he's busted out by uh, Dan and Laurie, who are operating as Night Owl and Silk Spectre. By that point, the two of them have gotten together, then the three of them kind of team up, and basically they figure out that Ozymandias is behind all the whole thing, and they go and they're they're going to confront him for the like the thrilling conclusion. So this jailbreak is going to be our big musical number with because I may remind you that Rizzo the Rat is Rorschach. Yes, um, <laughs> and he's we see him in his cell singing softly or starting. He starts he starts off. We see the piano. We hear the piano starting. His boy with a name like Sing Sing, you'd think there'd be a little more joy around here. <laughs> and then we hear steel bars, cold beds, <laughs> one wrong look, and you're dead. Keep your head down. Keep your mouth closed. Don't let yourself be exposed. Because if there's one thing this filth don't know, I guarantee I'm not trapped with here with them. They're trapped here with me. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh. Rizzo the Rat. We see Rizzo the Rat jump up and, like, grab a guard and just, like, slam him again. Because, again, all the guards are real people because it's, like, Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah. And Rizzo the Rat just, like, you like, ah! Like pokes out the guard's eyes and like steals his keys, and then like there's like all these like three other inmates come and they're like big and bulky. They're like come here, and he's just like ha ha ha, right? And he's just do it. He's swinging arms again. But in the in the background we hear, and uh, that's Miss Piggy. (laughs) Miss Piggy comes karate chopping her way through guards. She's karate kicking a silk specter. Yep. Uh, Again, very real people. And uh, while the, and then the three of them break out of Sing Sing Correctional Facility. Good. I didn't write a whole song. I just wrote that one. That one. That's line. okay. <laughs> wow. That was a really well, good Rizzo. I want to make really sure good, that yeah. I visualized it while you did it. It's a very good Rizzo, and Thank it's you. and it's like somehow better than the scene as it exists, set to um, um, Hallelujah. Which is also yeah. very good in the, mo- in the movie. Yeah. What what I'm saying is, Watchmen. That movie would have been 100 percent better with Miss Piggy. That's what I'm it saying. Have, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> so, guys, we gotta take a quick break here, but we recognize that we have not gotten the titles of your Muppet superhero movie capers yet. So, when we come back, you will answer our very simple, super secret bonus question: What is the title? of your Muppet superhero movie. We'll answer that after this break. Good news, everyone. That's my best professor from Futurama. I'm not very good at professor from Futurama. Anyway, good news, everyone. You can officially fight us behind the proverbial swing sets in person. Again, we are making our return to in-person events, and we're super excited. We will be at CorgsCon 2022 on Saturday, May 14th from 10 to 5. So if you are in the Columbus area or its surrounding Central Ohio Midwest region, we would love to see you at Korg's. Again, it is in Columbus, 4205 Climb Road 
Admission is only 10 bucks. You get free parking. There's also a bunch of other stuff going on. You get free raffle tickets when you come in the door. They've got special guests. You can buy, sell, trade, play all your old classic video games, the whole nine. And of course, we will be there as Debate This with swag and pins and stickers and all sorts of stuff to give away. And also just to argue with you about weird debate type questions. So come and see us. Corgscon 2022, Saturday, May 14th. You can get all the details at Corgscon. That's C-O-R-G-S, Corgscon.com. We'll see you there. And we're back. All right, guys. We have one last thing we need from you before we decide which superhero Muppets movie we are going to make here at DT exclamation point HQ. And that is the title of your movie. Todd, take us away. Yeah, real easy. Uh, this will be popping up on Disney Plus uh, subscribers front page next year. The Muppets and Thor, colon, a secret war and new costumes galore. Excellent. <laughs> uh, Matt. Some real straight to DVD energy. <laughs> yeah, oh, 100%. It'll make billions. <laughs> Yeah, so we tested a couple of different titles. We really wanted to find a way to Muppetize the Midnight Suns. Unfortunately, Rise of the Muppet Suns and Rise of the Midnight Muppets both didn't convey what we were going for. And instead, we decided to name the movie after the spinoff series, starring, of course, Patrick Warburton and Rizzo as the Spirits of Vengeance, and that's going to be the Muppets of Vengeance. So this is <laughs> the Muppets of Vengeance. Excellent. Very good. And Andrew, close us out. It may seem as though I wrote I wrote this joke backwards. I swear to God I didn't. It just fits so well. Muppets take Dr. Manhattan. God. Wow. <laughs> wow. You, oh, it's perfect. You asshole. <laughs> Man, I'm really mad. All right, guys. We have to make a decision here of which movie to fund. Before we go off to make those decisions, give us your closing statements. Todd. Kyle, the power of friendship is effectively what literally ends the secret war, more or less. It's also the theme of every single Muppet <laughs> movie to ever be made. This movie just makes sense. Okay. Matt. Uh, yeah, actually, I would like to read a written statement for Matt Cole's team. So we here at Matt Cole Media Suggestions, LLC.inc, believe that we didn't really know enough about the prompt to come prepared to this meeting today. And to preserve the sanctity of our studio, we've decided to pull our suggestion. So, oh, wow. Yeah. First ever debate this first, history. first debate this first. So okay. Matt's closing his briefcase. Matt is closing his briefcase. It's um, a bold we'll, move. Uh, it's a compelling argument. To quote the titular director of Matt Cole Media Suggestions. Yeah, I don't know, man. I didn't do it this week. Is this is this a power play? <laughs> I, think it's a, I think it's a power play. It's kind of working. <laughs> okay well we'll we will uh d don't don't leave matt 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 come back come back we'll we'll find we'll find room for you here at uh dt exclamation point hq don't worry um we'll we we got gotcha. you um andrew 
Well, it was Kyle, your closing statements. Much like Matt just metaphorically dropped trowel and let his big dick swing it back and forth. <laughs> The Rock in my movie will literally drop trowel and let his big dick swing back and forth. Mm-mm. So no. great. There you no. go. I don't want that. <laughs> that's, I what, that's what Dude the hangs Disney dong. company, <laughs> the Disney company oh, and the Muppets and Marvel all really want. <laughs> the is... one thing Muppets haven't had, full frontal male nudity. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> the cowards. <laughs> um, okay, guys. So we're going to go decide. I guess in this um, framing device, good vibes. Give it get good vibes. Yeah, I okay. So we were talking about this a bit before the recording, I think, or on the recording. I don't know. Time is a blur. Nothing's real. Matt, I like what you did with making the making the Muppets go to a layer of hell, and I'll tell you why. Because I like it when the Muppets handle things that are heavy, scary moments, and then just like laugh it off. Yeah. Um. The the example that I had made was. In Treasure Island, when they give the black spot to that pirate, that's supposed to be like, you're marked for death, you're going to die. And they're like, here's the black spot. And they like walk away. <laughs> and so I love the idea that it's like, we are here to literally fight in hell. Also, demons are here. Also, who knows who has a soul out of this? Because that's a whole thing. And I think that that is very, very fun. Also, Patrick Warburton, as I said, mm-hmm. is a great casting for a man to stand among Muppets. Yeah. Yes. Um, very you, much. You had me in your corner when you said the height difference will not be addressed. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> in in a similar vein of compliments, uh, Andrew, the Watchmen is usually some pretty heavy stuff as well, mm-hmm. and I like the idea of the Muppets just not caring. Like <laughs> yeah. there's this there's this brick wall of like man, they should really be careful if they're going to address these topics. Yeah. And the Muppets just charge through it with arms yeah. flailing it's, as they it's just like, go in. It's like when your local high school does Rent Junior. Right? <laughs> when, when your local high school does the Crucible and no one takes yeah. a second to think about how heavy the Crucible actually is. Nope. So that kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, in the, the, same, the same vein there, uh, two major castings, or I guess three major castings that I thought were good. Your, uh, your Ozymandias of Gonzo I thought was very good. <laughs> Obviously, your Rizzo was very good. And again, Dwayne The Rock Johnson getting to play a character that shows zero emotion whatsoever yep. when he's like a fairly animated dude. But at one point, he was Beaker. Um, <laughs> very, very good. Stepping out of the bit, I think the best casting is uh, Fozzie Bear as the comedian. That's the one. <laughs> like The rest are great, but that was the one that was just like... Guys, <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I wish fo- I wish the pun- or, uh, comedian had more iconic lines and was like a yeah. little bit less of a shithead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, the comedians. There's also like a lot of like sexual assault that I didn't want to get into because again, Muppets. Yeah, because Muppets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that was that was like the clicking point for me. It was like, okay, yeah, this is <laughs> this is the right call. Matt, oh man, before Andrew's. Turn. Oh, sorry, I'm it's sorry. Matt's turn. No, it's no Matt's worries, turn. no worries. Um. Guys, listen, this was you guys did so good. I loved everything that you said today. I I planned for this a week and a half ago when we were originally supposed to record. And I remember being like, oh, man, I know so much about Rise of the Midnight Suns. I don't need no shit about Muppets. This is going to be great. And then I showed up today and I was like, oh, boy, I'm I'm punching out of my weight class. But I've got to say, Todd Beaker as Galactus. inspired (laughs) so good the the image of beaker like 
hit Beaker's cowl cresting over the horizon <laughs> on a zoomed out earth. Yeah. Like, you don't know it's Beaker until the helmet is a third of the way across the screen. The image is like, I have like, it's one of like the little planets on a string, like the foam planets, like from, from the 60s. And it's just like Beaker's head. <laughs> yeah, so I loved that. And I mean, I think Secret Wars is a pretty perfect idea. It was written to sell toys, as seen by Andrew and I's answer, I feel like the more context you add to a Muppets movie, the more convoluted it gets. But moving on to Andrew, holy shit, man. Watchmen, very good. Just the way that you and I approach this question of like, all right, what's the, where's the line with Muppets? What can we really do? And I agree with what we just said. Like Fozzie Bear is the comedian is pretty perfect especially because I'm like going back and forth in my head of Fozzie Bear as the comedian and then yeah. Jeffrey Dean Morgan Jeffrey as Dean Morgan. Fozzie Bear, which I like <laughs> a lot. Uh, like Fozzie Bear chomping on a big cigar. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, toots, waka waka. <laughs> <laughs> that and the Beaker and Benson uh, bit of uh, Dr. Manhattan's transformation is just too, too good. Okay, Andrew, go and give your good vibes. Man, oh man, this is so dumb and stupid and wonderful, (laughs) and my heart is so full right now. (laughs) Todd, you had some real, real fucking top-notch answers, my man. Again, like, I don't want to leave it on the cutting room floor. You you wrote an entire parody (laughs) to Driver's License (laughs) about... Battle World featuring yeah. the Muppets, including Muppet line li- Muppet themed jokes. Yes. Wow. Like in in the in the Museum of Debate this bits, <laughs> it's gotta be up there. I gotta tell you, it started with like an opening sentence and a middle sentence, and I was like, I can do more. I think I got you the whole it. song. I got and it. Then, yeah, and then since it. our recording time got pushed back, I was like, I've got time to really give this legs, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I won't echo what's already been said because I do also much very much like Beaker as Galactus. But also the <laughs> Professor X Magneto Statler and Waldorf thing. Again, like mm-hmm. anytime you get Statler and Waldorf in like a more than platonic relationship (laughs) immediate immediate a plus a plus matt you did a great job today considering the fact that you didn't know the muppets you made me very excited to learn more about the midnight suns and uh patrick warburton is the correct answer for casting a human amongst the muppets so i think you did very well i think you should give yourself some more credit yes i agree i appreciate that all right so we have reached our decision, and I, I will get it out of the way because I don't know that it's a surprise to anyone. Andrew, you won today. Yes, <laughs> that's number two, However, baby. That's number two. <laughs> However, Todd, we are going to pass on the movie version of the Muppets do Battle World. However, we would like you to musical to musical. We would like you to be the showrunner for a Disney Plus series version of Battle World starring the Muppet Babies. We want you to do uh, Muppet Babies Battle World on Disney Plus, please, if you if you could. Absolutely. You have to involve Scooter and Skeeter, though. That's the rule. I, yes. Who who know? I can't keep them straight. It's hard to know. And Matt, your your respectful uh, bowing out of the competition was not unnoticed. We 
we appreciated your your efforts today and we would like to give you the show running spot for the midnight suns disney plus show when and if that gets announced and made um so nice you you are on retainer here at dt exclamation point hq productions so we will count that as a victory (laughs) (laughs) you should all be proud of what you what you presented today they they were very good answers but andrew is our victor today congratulations and that is going to do it for us uh thank you for listening to debate this you can follow along with the arguments on twitter facebook and instagram at debate this cast or on our website at debatethiscast.com do your stupid friends complain that you're too cool and knowledgeable about comics and or the Muppets? Are they constantly whining that they wish they could listen to something besides the wind and the rage of other drivers on the fourth Tuesday of every month? Well, now you can recommend them our Patreon page, because if you subscribe to our Patreon at just $5, you can unlock the fourth Tuesday. Doing so will give them access to a whole new week of DT exclamation point content and let us get nerdy with them in our Patreon only discord. Until next time, I'm Kyle Harper. I'm Todd Galactus Meeper of Worlds, Thomas. I'm Matt. Hey, Kermit. Cole. And I'm Andrew A. Bader, who buckets the Muppets. (laughs) Henderson. (laughs) And we're saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) 